you're all doing well. Hope all of you are doing well. And um, if you're not doing so well, hey, just keep on keeping on there, eh? Feel the love and keep on keeping on. I guess that's kind of the theme of the last two episodes. You got to keep on keeping on. Just keep moving forward and... Don't forget to feel the love. At least that's what I've been telling myself. And I guess if I'm telling myself that, there's probably other people that need to hear that for themselves. And maybe I'm confirming that you're already telling yourself that. Because that's the funny thing about us humans. We can do the thing that feels right to us, but sometimes we, we doubt it. Sometimes we question ourselves. And then... And then we have to get confirmation from somebody else to make us feel better. Which is kind of a funny thing when you think about if everything's all one thing, then it's just like, so we're just trying to get confirmation for different aspects of ourselves, or however that works. Is that how that works? I was, uh, I was visiting a friend... Um, who I hadn't seen in a while, uh, last weekend, or, well, my weekend, I guess, whatever. It was her weekend, too. During our days off, during our early week's days off, and, um, we got into a conversation, um, the last night before I left, um, it was about, uh, oh shoot, what the hell did she say it was? It was, uh, there was some movie that, uh, that dealt with this whole, I guess, philosophy, you could tell it, uh, the whole, it was like one of those meaning of life things, and the idea is that Everything in the world was part of this godlike thing, and it was too arrogant, or it wanted to learn different aspects of something, or something like that. But either way, the idea is that as we look for the human connection, we're all we're all shattered pieces of this bigger whole, and we're trying to complete ourselves. And I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> I can't. Like, God damn. No wonder we're fucked up. If that's the case, we're all literally just broken. And we don't know if it was done on purpose or not. But either way, it's been done. And then we just have this instinct to connect with one another. I don't know. People don't always connect. We don't always connect the same ways that we do. We can't lose touch with that. We can't let the internet and things that, which is great in the other hand, because for example, this one friend that I saw, it had been a couple years since the pandemic and stuff. And, um, and it felt really fucking good to see each other. It really did. It was one of those moments where you could just, I was giving the love. I was feeling the love back. It was strong both ways, and it was fucking nice. 
it felt good. It, it, it's what we needed. The, the trip wasn't really, it was kind of like a last, kind of a last minute deal, not super last minute, like, but it just kind of came together in a couple of weeks or a week and a half, something like that, not even. But it just kind of was one of those things that came together and happened quick and it just seemed like the thing I needed. Um, both of us are going through some major shit in our lives, which is really the case in general, as we're in the middle of this goddamn pandemic. A lot of people are looking at what they've been doing and realizing they can't keep doing things how they've been doing and questioning why they're doing the things. There's a lot of reevaluation going on in people's lives. And both of us are definitely doing a lot of that. And both of us have had very different experiences in life, but at the same time, we've also had plenty of similar experiences. And in a lot of ways, we're in very similar points of our life right now. In different ways. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just felt good. And we didn't necessarily do a whole lot. Other than she just... We just kind of went around to some favorite spots of hers and get food or whatever. And we went to a comedy show thing on the one night, which is fun. I want to go back to that one again. I want to get on to that comedy show. And, but we just did a lot of hanging out. A lot of talking. Just being close. It's nice. It's fucking nice. And I feel like the more, like in the last episode, talking about loving myself, I feel like the more I find these connections with people. Which is just absolutely fucking beautiful. It's kind of a fucking pain in the dick when they're they're far away. Because I've had a few people I've connected with, though, who are far away. Um, several different friends who are at least like a four to five hour drive away, if not across the country somewhere, because I met them while we were at some thing in some different part of the country yet. Or somebody I met on the road or whatever. And sometimes I get sad about that because I'm like, I can't be around all these people all at the same time. But... At the same time, I'm glad I have the connection. I'm glad I know them. And I'm just made up my mind. I'm just regularly going to go see people. Like these, some of these people far away have become important fucking people in my life in one way or another. Fucking love them. <laughs> Want to see them. So I'm going to figure that out. I want to travel and stuff more anyway, so it's an excuse to do that. Get out of the routine. Do something a little different to not get so drugged down by everything. I want my normal life to be a life that doesn't drag me down, and it seems like I'm figuring that out. I become less depressed when I come back from places, when I have to go back to normal life. It was also good to have the long drive. I drove 
a very, uh, very good long ways. Pretty much most of the Wisconsin length ways down the Mississippi on the way home from uh, the Twin Cities where I was visiting my friend. And uh, God damn, I needed that. I can truly say that Western Wisconsin is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen... I've seen a bunch of beautiful places, and it's right up there with the rest. I can't rank any of them. You know, like, everything's beautiful in its own way. But western Wisconsin's up there. It really is. And just taking that drive, just taking my time, making the five-hour, almost five-hour drive, four-and-a-half-hour, whatever it is, just, I made it take eight hours. I literally took the entire day doing that drive. I'd stop at all the historical markers along the river. I'd stop at the scenic outlook points. I'd just take a bunch of pictures, taking the beauty. I'd watch the, there's hawks and turkey vultures and bald eagles just flying around the bluffs, um, around the edges of the water. Just hunting. Because that's the thing about western Wisconsin. It's a very hilly area. Um, basically, it's an area called the Driftless Region. And uh, the Driftless Region takes up... It's mainly in Wisconsin. There's a good chunk of it that's in Minnesota. And then uh, there's a little corner of Illinois and a little corner of Iowa that also fall into it. And what the Driftless Region is, is an area where... Uh, during the last ice age where the, the glaciers split off and it didn't flatten everything out. Because if you look around a lot of Wisconsin, it's fairly flat. And uh, the, the, so it's where the Mississippi River runs. For some reason, the, the glacier split off for a while and left this very hilly area and then came back together and kind of flattened everything out again. And uh, the interesting thing about the Driftless region is it, it, it's really an ancient landscape. That landscape has been the way it's been for f thousands of fucking years, tens of thousands of years or whatever it is. Long time that landscape has not changed. And um, if I'm, I don't know if I'm correct or not, but I do believe, because when you go to the Driftless region, it's big hills and it looks like the foothills of mountains but there's no mountains there so like that that's the thing about um the driftless region because it's just this old old landscape that it's been the same way forever and it, it's essentially foothills to mountains that don't exist anymore like or it is what's left of the ancient mountains but um but yeah, driving down, um, and I was really thinking about that, how it looks like that. I was taking some pictures of, uh, there's a town along the way called Alma, Alma, Wisconsin. And on all their light posts, they had uh, a Swiss shield with the Swiss cross, and, uh, and then there was like an eagle, like uh, with its wings up like it was a either landing on the Swiss shield or like it's picking up the Swiss shield like a fish or whatever while flying. So it's like this eagle and a Swiss shield. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm Swiss. I got a lot of Swiss in me. And 
I'm already liking this town. Because as I'm looking at it, the bluffs and the hills in the distance really made it look like it was in, it was some village in the, the foothills of the mountains. Which would make sense why Swiss people would have settled there. Because it would have reminded them of home. It's like it's like my my area where I grew up, my home my homeland. <laughs> um, I was gonna say hometown, but it's it's just kind of the whole county. Um, there's a lot of Swiss and German immigrants, a lot of Scottish and stuff like that too. But uh, a lot of mountain people settled there because the the hills remind the green rolling hills reminded them of home. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of um, people from Western Switzerland that had uh, had immigrated to the area where I grew up, and um, a lot of them are from uh, from the Canton Bern B E R N Bern or Bern, I think it's Bern. I'm pretty sure it means bear in Swiss German which is different than standard German, and da-da-da-da. I think Swiss German is what's considered the high German, and then and then like the like German German is considered the low German or something like that. It's like a geographical thing, like high German is what's spoken up in the mountains and the hills, and then the low Germans, what's whatever. Swiss is weird, though. Swiss has like its own language. It's it's like there's like the Italian and French, and then there's the Romanche, that's in there, which is a very fascinating thing because that's that's this whole language that that the Romans spoke when they went to that area when they went to this area the the Central European tribes, the Germanic tribes, and uh, Romance is a weird fucking language because it, it's kind of almost like German mixed with Latin with like hints of French and Italian in it, and apparently this language has been pretty much untouched for thousands of years, two thousand years, whatever it's been. It's uh, it's pretty much stayed the same. So it's like this weird ancient language. And there's something weird about it when I hear it. I just... I don't know. It almost makes sense to me, even though I don't really understand what they're saying. It's almost like some sort of genetic memory or something, which I feel is what's going on when I feel at home in mountains. I like hills and mountains. And whenever I'm in, in the mountains, or, and no matter where I am, I, I feel like I'm at home. I feel at home there. I came from mountain people. <laughs> it's in my DNA. But anyway, one of the points I, I just decided something about this town Alma, this this Swiss settled town Alma, and it just it had a vibe about it I liked better than the other small towns I drove through, because that's the thing when you drive down the Mississippi River like that, there's just tons of these just little tiny towns you drive through, and they're just they're just ten minutes, five minutes apart from each other. They're just really close. And I decided I could use a little break from driving, I suppose, or just more of a break than I'd already been taking. And uh, I got out and probably walked around this town for an hour, just taking pictures of things. I was watching eagles down by the dam. Got a few pictures of the bald eagles, but they're, I don't know, not great. 
just, I don't know, walking around. People were super friendly. I think they're just used to strange people walking around taking pictures of their towns. Because these places are kind of, they survive on, like, touristy shit, especially in the summer when people are traveling. A lot of these tiny towns have a lot of cool bars and restaurants in them and stuff that if you're driving through, you stop at. And, um... But yeah, just walking around the town, taking it in, think, thinking it looks like this little village in the foothills of mountains that don't exist. <laughs> but yeah. And then there was a point where I was walking back to my car and I see a, a guy, he had a delivery sign. It was Jimmy John's. It was a Jimmy John's sign on his car. And I thought he was delivering somewhere, but it looked like he, it was in the middle of the afternoon. He was probably like on the, on a split shift type deal. And he was going home for a break. And uh, it was just kind of funny because he saw me walking up with the camera. I was doing shit standing in the middle of the street when car, waiting for cars to go by so I could get this shot of uh, of the hill in the background with the road curving around it and the, the buildings below, the old buildings. And, uh, but yeah, this this young young guy, probably in his early 20s, gets out and... Uh, long-haired kid and it's just like hey I used to be a delivery guy too fellow fellow long hairs doing deliveries and he just kind of I didn't say anything to him at that point I wasn't really I was gonna kind of wave and say hi if we made eye contact or whatever but he was just kind of standing at his car like he was waiting for me and then um and then I took a picture and, and stopped and he he had a very northern Minnesota sound and accent he's just like oh hello there i'm like oh hey and and we start just chatting for just a couple minutes and uh it was just this really nice thing like having this like all of a sudden i have this can very friendly connection it's like almost we sensed each other's swissness or something i don't know and he because he did look like he probably was swiss like um, I don't know, people always mention how I look Central European, I look German, I look Swiss, like, this kid was like that too, I was like, yeah, I, I see it, <laughs> I definitely see it in you, the resemblance, uh, and, and, uh, and we're just having this nice conversation, and, and he's just sitting there, he's just talking about how Western Wisconsin is so beautiful, and I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'm so glad I came down this way instead of driving down the interstate. Because that's the thing, is, uh, my, I was talking to my mom about this, and my mom was like, oh, I, I was talking about how pretty that drive is and how it's been years since she, her and my dad have done it, but whenever they went up to the Twin Cities, they always took that that way. And it takes a little longer, and it's a little bit slower, but fuck, it's so beautiful. And my mom was talking about that, like, why can't we take time to slow down and appreciate the beauty of things? We're so worried about getting everywhere, so take the fastest route, and you got all the traffic and all the people, and, da -da -da, and it's just, it's not scenic. It's not so scenic going down the interstate the way that goes. It's like, fuck, we just got to slow down and take in the beauty, appreciate things. Just just take time to look around at shit, you know? Just just 
observe things. So many people miss so many things of great beauty because they just don't fucking bother to look. That's kind of a sad thing. It's kind of a frustrating thing. But it is what it is. But at the same time, I feel like more people are realizing they shouldn't do that too. Which is a great thing. So anyway, I'm talking to this delivery kid in this town, Alma, in Wisconsin. And I uh, made a comment. There's just something about I had to stop. And I liked something about the town I liked. And saw the Swiss shield with the eagles on all the, the light posts down the main street. And uh, which I don't think there really was much more than that main street. I think there was only a few other streets, like maybe three or four at the most. Tiny, tiny little town. And, uh, and I was just making a comment like, yeah, I'm Swiss, and where, I'm, where I come from in, in southern Wisconsin is, uh, in, in Greene County is, is a lot of Swiss settlers and stuff there, and a lot of Swiss heritage and German things and things like that. And the kid, just one of the last things he said before he took off, I think he was going up to his apartment, and uh, he was just sitting there, he's like, oh... Oh, you know, in the summertime, when the Swiss Heritage Days come around, uh, the you know the the leader hosen will come out, <laughs> and I was, I was like, yeah, dude, it's like that where I'm at too. And something about what he said that I'm like, you have leader hosen, don't you? You got the shorts, the German Swiss shorts with the little floral patterns, with the with the suspenders, with the little thing connecting the suspenders across your chest that probably has like the floral pattern on it. I was like, hell yeah, dude. I fucking love it. Maybe I'll have to come back for one of your Swiss Heritage Days because that, that'd be fun. But yeah, it was just one of those. But it was just fucking great. I'm just, I was just feeling the love, feeling good about seeing my friend and finally getting to spend some just good one-on-one -on -one time with her after not seeing each other for a couple years. Just, just... Further establishing the strong connection we we were already had made, and and then here I am making this connection with this kid. It just worked out that way. It like just you know just kind of one of those friendly little moments of where it's just like I don't know this guy, but I like this guy. This guy seems like a good guy. He seems like a good person, and, and that was just great. And there were points where or just driving, I, I always have this thing driving through the Driffus region where there's always some point where I'm going through the hills, looking at the bluffs, going down the river, and and I'm listening to some music that that is just fucking beautiful, and it starts to sync up with everything. I had those moments coming back the other day, coming back home. It's just, and you have to just, you have to tear up because of the beauty of it all. I teared up thinking about some dead friends. I'm going to do an episode. Maybe the next one. I don't know. It's just the time hasn't quite felt right yet. But uh, I'm going to do a tribute to my dead friends. Uh, mainly the recent ones in the last couple years. Because there's been a lot. For a lot of different reasons. And it's It's, it's sad. I fucking miss all of them.
as as I'm recording this, yesterday was was one of their birthdays. It was Ellie, my friend Ellie, who died in an awful fucking car accident. It was some shit when during rush hour. Um, basically, someone was being an asshole coming on an entrance ramp, and some dumb shit happened that this other car caused the semi to swerve, and the semi hit my friend's car, and out of the three people, she she didn't make it. And Ellie was. She was, oh, fuck, let me, uh, whew, let me, uh, let me give myself a second here. Ellie was one of those people that nobody has anything bad to say, nobody had any, anything bad to say about her ever. She was this wonderful person. Her, 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 she was one of those people that her presence literally did light up her room. I hardly ever saw her be angry at all. She just was always smiling. Even if she was, like, pissed off, it was... It was just kind of some goofy shit that her and her boyfriend were annoying each other. I thought her and her boyfriend... I'm friends with her boyfriend, too. I, I Um... The two of them, they, they were such a great couple. And they, they were always... They were always together. I'd see them in Madison at, at restaurants randomly when I was out going out to eat. I saw them at shows all the time because he's, he's a musician. He's in bands and shit. They, uh, I'd see them out at stuff all the time. And I miss seeing them together. I miss her. I'm, uh, 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 it's just, fuck, man. And yesterday would have been her 30th fucking birthday, man. She had her whole goddamn life ahead of her yet. And, God, I just miss, I miss her telling me about the food she made for her boyfriend. <laughs> like, Tell me about recipes. Talk. She was a great fucking cook. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just Miss Ellie. And Ms. The most recent one, my buddy Alex from the band Bereft. The Wisconsin Bereft, not the California Bereft. There's two bands called Bereft. Shit, man, and Alex, he, he had complications, he had, he had epilepsy, and he had complications with the seizure, or at least that's from my understanding, that's what happened, and he was suddenly gone, so he was recent, this was only a little over a month ago, I guess, maybe six weeks ago, something like that, great fucking person again, um, he was a good dude. He was a thoughtful fucking guy. One of the moments of Alex that really show how fucking caring he was. How thoughtful of a fucking person he was. He, uh... 
when I had my brain surgery shit, and when I was feeling super fucking alone, because I had nobody to talk to about any of that stuff. I had nobody that had been through a similar enough experience that they could identify with that stuff. And here's Alex telling his bandmate, who's another buddy of mine, who I feel for so fucking deeply right now. Dude, Scott and Zach, like... I feel for Alex's fiance. They were they were going to get married. I think in the next year. God, Alex just had so much shit he was looking forward to. His new band, his band was writing a new record. He was writing a screenplay. He was super stoked about. Um. Yeah. He had a lot to look forward to. He was adopted, and he met his biological family, and he just, he was just elated about that, because suddenly now he has two fucking loving families instead of just the one he grew up with. He met his, he met his, his biological brothers, and his, I don't remember if it was both parents or one of the parents, or... But it's like all of a sudden he had these two families and everybody loved each other. <laughs> Fuck, man. You look like look at people with Alex and Ellie and it's just you wonder why the why the their time was taken from us, why why their time was cut short. And and uh, I kind of went off on a thing, but get back to Alex being such a thoughtful fucking person. Ellie was super thoughtful and caring too. And but one moment of Alex when I really realized how much he fucking cared about me as a person, as a friend. Uh, he uh, he told me about his bandmate Zach, who was. I'm also good friends with. And, um... Turned out Zach had a brain tumor about four years before I had my surgery. So Alex hits up Zach and goes, Hey, man. He's like, you should talk to Graham about this fucking brain tumor shit. And sure enough, Zach hits me up and... He comes over to my house. He he went and got me breakfast. He bought me breakfast like from takeout from this this really good diner in Madison that we both liked and that was in the neighborhood we lived in. And yeah, he went, he brought me Monty's breakfast and and he just chilled out for a couple hours before he had to go to work that morning. And we just talked about shit. And talked about what a weird fucking thing going through brain surgery is. And how you feel like you're losing your mind. And how and how life is... You're going through a difficult thing, but you realize life is better because you've been through it. And even the bad days are not going to be so bad. Realizing that the struggles are worth it. And it's just... 
talking about other shit that's hard to even like talk about here on my own unless I'm talking to somebody else that understands it's just it was fucking great and that's one thing about Alex that I'll, I'll always fucking remember that that he thought to send Zach my way because he recognized we'd been through similar enough experiences and that I needed to talk to somebody who'd been through it who'd been on the other side who could encourage me, who could support it, who could, you know. But yeah, this James, Dan, fuck, Steve, Chris, Ben, Sam, fuck, a lot of dead friends. So I'm definitely going to do a tribute to def dead friends episode. I just haven't decided how I'm doing that exactly yet. So, stay tuned for that. <laughs> but yeah, life is still difficult right now, but yet I look at it and I realize I'm going where I need to be. And talking to my friend the, the few days ago and and she's going through rough times trying to make her life better, get it on a good track, and she's getting frustrated, but I can tell she's going where she needs to be. And I can tell, like, a bunch of my other friends are going where they need to be. And it's just, I have these connections. I feel the love, and the more I feel the love, the more I give it out. And it's not even giving it out, it's just, it just radiates. There's just no choice just to let it just radiate all around to everything. And then the more I do that, the more I get back. And then the more I radiate and turn it, it's just... It's a, it's a non-vicious cycle that feeds itself, and it's fucking wonderful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love the love. I think I should go see my dad today. He's not doing the greatest. Um, just thinking out loud about that as I'm wrapping up this episode. I think I'm getting towards the end here. I gotta make sure my mom feels the love. She's struggling with everything going on with my dealing with stuff with my dad. I need to show her the love and do everything I can to help. I need to show my dad the love while I still can before he's gone. And that's true with everybody because you don't really know when anybody's going to be gone. Just looking at all my friends, I didn't expect any of them to be gone at this point. I think James was the oldest one. He was in his early 50s. Other than that, everybody else has either been in their 30s or, well, Ellie was close to being 30, I guess. But everybody else was like in their 30s or 40s. 
And it's not like I'm 90 years old like my grandpa who is a... Oh my God, he's he got 15 birthday cards in the mail yesterday. <laughs> Somebody put something in the local paper about shower him with cards. It's his 90th birthday, which is uh, tomorrow. But yeah. I've been helping him feel the love. I feel like I feel the love beyond from my both my dead grandmothers. Well, all my dead grandparents in general. I feel like I feel it from beyond from everywhere and it's just It just it just really is. It's like love is infinite and hate is finite infinite. Da -da -da -da. Love is infinite and hate is not. There we go. We'll say it that way. But yeah. We gotta feel more love. We gotta feel less hate. We gotta not add shit to the world and just continue to add the good things because I think we can get somewhere that we think is not possible right now. We just can't see it because we're just used to how things always were. As things seem to shift from a more masculine energy to a more feminine energy, which doesn't really have anything to do with gender. Like, all of us have masculine and feminine parts, and I think the world is is, is going more towards a more feminine, um, a more intuition-driven, a more loving, caring, um, a more where kindness is valued. The way it should be. Because kindness is a fucking strength. It's not a fucking weakness. And being an asshole is a fucking cop out as far as I'm concerned. It's easy to fucking be an asshole in a lot of ways. But sometimes it's not so easy to be understanding and kind of people. And we need to switch that. We need to make it easier to be more kind and understanding of people. To have fucking empathy. Instead of dividing our fucking selves. So yeah. Um I'm going to wrap it up there. And those of you who I'm close to personally listen to this, fucking love you. Um those of you who I have no idea who you are across the world and across the United States and everywhere else, because there's probably somebody in space listening to this at some point in time. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, I don't know any of you, so I can't say I love you. But I fucking appreciate the shit out of you listening to this thing I do that I wasn't sure anyone would actually care about or not. And, um, yeah. Much love. Until next time. Good luck and Godspeed.